This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. London-based TV Priest released their debut record through Sub Pop. It's called Uppers. I've never seen a dog do what that dog does. And you're through to the next round. Yeah, you're through to the next round. Vocalist Charlie Drinkwater joins me now to talk about how this record reflects on some of the things ailing society right now. Hello, Charlie. Hi, hi. Nice to, nice to be here. Thanks for being here. So social media seems to come up a few times on this record. I feel like I hear it in the song Slideshow. A numbers game. A death phone book does a balancing act on a spinning plate. The screen is my heart, brother. And this island. Break down those lines and kind of the inspiration behind them. Sure. Um, I would say first of all that they're 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 primarily aimed at me, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's written from a personal perspective, but it's really about, I suppose, our relationship with the screens and the phones and everything that we have around us, kind of at all times. And you know, I find social media and being on social media at once an incredibly kind of freeing and liberating space and a space that you know has obviously helped build communities at times when people can't be physically together but I also find it an incredibly difficult space in terms of it being I find it very comparative I find it very um you know I don't find it good for my mental health in terms of feeling inadequacy compared to other people also I'm I'm very aware of the echo chamber that I've kind of built myself on that on these platforms so I suppose it's this uneasy relationship that I have with social media and with technology you know it's um I'm on my phone all the time and I both love it and hate it so I kind of wanted it to kind of come across in in the track yeah. You know, when we think about social media, you know, we also have seen, you know, the past few years misinformation be spread mm. through social media. And you also talk about misinformation in, in your song Press Gang. It talks mm. about the news and misinformation. And I understand that that song was also inspired by your grandfather, who was a photojournalist and war correspondent from the 1950s to 1980s. And I'm curious, how do you feel that journalism has changed since those times that your grandfather was in this field? And what impact has that had on society? I mean, by all accounts, my grandfather had a very... Stra- <laughs> he didn't have a normal life, you know? He, 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 he came from nothing and ended up doing this, this, this job which really defined him. And, and he was a hero of mine growing up. And I suppose when myself and Alex were talking about writing a song about, I suppose, uh, our relationships to news and media and information, he, he felt like a good jump off point again from a personal space because he was someone that when I was growing up, he was always obsessed with this idea of of the truth and actually i think he was he was a little naive in his approach to things maybe he you know despite being very worldly he was very kind of he was a very honest man and i don't think he kind of realized that actually you know he he was even then at a time part of a kind of news industrial complex that kind of 
pushes certain narratives or certain voices. But he, but saying that on a personal level, he always tried to instill in me this idea of truth as a kind of something that had cultural capital and meant something, you know, the, the idea that you could hold truth to power and that you could, you try to find facts and corroborating voices and it, it, as a consumer of news and try to kind of build the truth in that way. Do you feel like the news media in the UK is any different than the US? Like, do you have a sense of that at all? In terms of the UK news media, and I suppose as well when I was growing up, you know, it was certainly tabloid news was, um, it was, it was, there's a very specific way of British tabloid news um, that kind of blew up in terms of, I suppose, the phone hacking scandals and all of that kind of stuff over the last couple of years. Well, going back almost 10 years now. So I think the media landscape in the UK is, is, is interesting. I think it'll be very interesting to see what happens when, you know, there's, there's news that there will be a kind of Fox news style channel being set up in the UK in the kind of aftermath of Brexit. And there, there seems to be this constant narrative in the UK that either the news is too left wing or too right wing. And, you know, so I suppose it'll be very interesting to see if if a Fox News kind of style channel comes to the UK, how that kind of impacts the dissemination of news in the UK. I mean, one could argue that probably something like that happened already in the run up to Brexit and in the run up to, you know, our last general election and all of that kind of stuff in terms of disinformation. But um, it's not particularly something I'm relishing the thought of. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you also seem to address the coronavirus pandemic in your song, Journal of a Plague Year. It was a time of the year of spotted fever. Dear commuter, you better save thyself. Also, that song was a strange song in the sense that that was actually written in kind of uh, probably October, November 2019. So I suppose oh. the pandemic was beginning at that, at that stage, but, it, you know, it wasn't in our kind of psyche or cultural consciousness. And it actually came, the title is, is, is from a book by a guy called Daniel Defoe, which is a kind of 17th century exploration of the plague in London. And we kind of used it as this jump off point for this kind of psychogeographical kind of, oh, wouldn't that be, what would happen if this kind of, this thing revisited our city, you know, revisited our country, you know, would we, what, what would be the parallels? What would be the differences? And so it started off as a kind of weird historical artistic experiment. And then it happened and it came true and it was, I mean, it's just been awful, you know, going to your point about how do you feel the UK has handled the coronavirus epidemic? Well, I think it's been handled absolutely terribly. Um, we've got, you know, probably the highest mortality rate per person of the whole world. Uh, our NHS was on the brink of collapse, partly through successive right wing governments underfunding it. It seems something seems to be working in terms of the vaccine rollout at the moment, but, you know, that's liable to a the wheels coming off the bus there, you know, because I hold so little trust in the people that are governing us. So I think when we were looking at the 
inclusion of that song on the record, I felt I found it very, very difficult. You know, my parents know people that have been personally affected and have passed away. You know, I, I don't want to make light of something like that, but I think we kind of looked at it and tried to look at the things about, you know, actually this does kind of, the song is about addressing a failure of leadership, is addressing a, how people who are supposed to have charge of a situation don't. So we kind of felt like, okay, well, maybe there are some kind of historical equivalents here that make it a kind of interesting piece of art. I'm talking with Charlie Drinkwater of TV Priest about their new record, Uppers. And there are two instrumental tracks on this record. And I understand that they were meant to break up the record and put listeners in a different environment or space. But these songs are also inspired by gentrification. And TV Priest made this record in London's artsy industrial neighborhood of Hackney Wick, which is actually where KEXP did a live broadcast from two years ago for International Clash Day. But I'm curious how gentrification is playing out in Hackney Wick. Hackney Wick's a really strange area in the sense that it is, you know, it was the kind of beating heart of London's, I suppose, industrial past. You know, it was it was a powerhouse of kind of Victorian London in a lot of ways that way and you you see that in terms of its um its architecture and and its and its and its spaces and you know we lived there kind of pre-Olympics as well um down the road mm. you know the Olympics obviously in London was a big thing that kind of transformed that that area you know it suddenly there was access to that area again because previously the, the rail line hadn't worked there for a while and it was a kind of it was a bit of a backwater it was a kind of dead end <laughs> you know on the bus mm. you know you ended up in Hackneywick if you fell asleep on the night bus um, <laughs> you know and there wasn't really anything that there was always people you know it has a history of you know people doing raves and kind of squats and abandoned places from the 90s and the 80s and obviously it attracted a kind of creative community probably way you know way before we we kind of turned up there but in terms of making the record there it's quite a, it's quite a kind of disorientating everything around it was getting kind of erased or built over or something would be knocked down or you know a lot of the record was recorded so the second the second instrumental on it is called the ref and that is pretty much a straight up recording of of the cement factory that was behind our studio space, you know, where lorries are driving in in and out every day getting cement. People coming and going, there's just industrial sounds the whole time and you look out the window on one side and they've knocked down a kind of old factory that is now going to be a kind of luxury New York style kind of tenement, (laughs) you know? So it's, I think it was an attempt to kind of, again, break the record apart put it into and take people out of the kind of the sonics of the music and put them hopefully in a place that was that kind of contextualized where the music was being made and 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 the time it was being made in mm-hmm. you were also a father um and i understand that your wife got sick following childbirth um mm. and that experience it inspired your song saintless Are you comfortable talking about kind of the inspiration behind that that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I put it in a song. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, 
my little boy was born about two he's two and a half um and yeah my wife after the birth you know thank god the birth was was okay but after the birth was was very very ill with complications after the birth um f- physical complications and we were in 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 the hospital for a for a for a period after my my son was born luckily my son was was healthy and and everything was fine there but you know it my wife really wasn't for for a time and and in a way i don't necessarily um she doesn't remember much of it, you know. And mm. suddenly, I was on my own with a with a small baby, um, and my wife wasn't in a position to care for him. And I was terrified. I'm going to be honest. I was there was so many emotions, you know, so much love and and joy that this this new child's, you know, in the world. But at the same time, just absolute panic and terror. And luckily, I you know we have a wonderful family of you know, grandmothers and grandfathers and brothers and sisters-in-laws and people that were there to, to, to help. But in that moment, when I remember, you know, my, my baby boy being handed to me as my wife is kind of wheeled off to surgery. I mean, I just, I've never felt more <laughs> alone in the world. And so, so the song, it was a way of me just trying to kind of process the experience really. Um, and also I suppose the rest of the record you know the rest of the record deals with lots of different things but primarily the a lot of the record is primarily built on um there is anger in the record there is frustration there is humor and i was really interested i suppose when we were writing the record was you know anger is an emotion that is very easily kind of you can communicate it very easily you know you can be very direct by being angry but i was very aware that as the record progressed i didn't want it to just be this kind of um <laughs> like a kind of nihilistic <laughs> anger that no one could necessarily grab onto. I was very conscious that like with anger, sometimes also comes hope. You know, you can, you can be righteously angry. You can be, you can be scared in your anger. You know, you can be scared in your frustration. There's a, there's a whole raft of emotions that are at play there. So the song really is supposed to kind of um, be a bit of a coda to to the rest of the record in terms of what came before it, and and also you know it's it's the only love song on the record. You know, it is a love song to my wife and my little boy. It's hopefully a bit of <laughs> a bit of advice from someone that doesn't really know that much <laughs> to to um, to my son when he grows up. You know, um, I think also I don't know maybe I couldn't say those things to to my wife and to him in any other way maybe that says something maybe that says something bad about about my own kind of emotional uh intelligence but um but yeah that was the aim of it anyway yeah and it must have all have been i mean if you're if your son is two and a half now i mean all that was happening right around the time that you were making this record too right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i think that's probably why the record is frustrated and angry like i it sounds really glib, but obviously becoming a parent changes you relatively fundamentally. And I think my anger is is maybe maybe at the world because I'm really, really scared of it for my boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I feel really off kilter and really out of center a lot of the time when I look around the world and, and the things that are going on and you feel kind of powerless and you don't necessarily know how to kind of... Um, approach it so 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 i think a lot of that went into the record you know and it's probably it probably comes across as like the way i intonate and the way i kind of present myself is maybe kind of through bravado 
but that's because a lot of the song is kind of really about about incoherence and confusion and just not knowing where to go next you know yeah (laughs) just as a person (laughs) yeah well i've been speaking with charlie drinkwater of the london-based band tv priest their debut album uppers was recently released by sub pop stay tuned for their kexp live from home session that will be released in late march on kexp's youtube channel charlie thank you so much for talking today thanks so much for having me um it's been really nice and uh Hi from hi from London, <laughs> half a world away.
That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.